Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. And I'm Phil. And this is Ross and Phil talk movies sometimes. Ish, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, buddy, it's been a been a been a week or two. How how's life treating you in this uh I I don't even know what we are anymore. Are we locked down? Are we not locked down? <clears throat> are we in isolation? Are we not in isolation? I think we're in I think we're in gen pop to give it an American prison <laughs> sort of uh, what's the word uh, description I think we're in gen pop we're all we're all sort of now in sort of the same shit together yeah uh, but, no, but nobody knows what it is yeah no exactly that like I, I'm just waiting for someone to shout cut and we look up and realise this has been the Truman show God. just about uh, and of course, since the last time we were podcasting, like the world has started to burn once again. It's like, like, oh, I can't even get into like, it's not even the pandemic. It's not, it's, I don't think the pandemic really means anything to anyone anymore, simply because of all the racism, which people didn't seem to realise was still a thing. I don't quite understand. But did anyone not realise that, that we got we got like, they, we put black people on TV, right? So racism was done at that. It's point. all done. Yeah, it's all done. You had a done. Black president, so that's no, it. We, we got a black Marvel character. We right, had a black yes, president. One. Racism <laughs> one. <was> done. <laughs> yeah, it's all done. Uh, even though it was mostly made by white people. Uh, everything's <laughs> everything's it's all with good. white people money. Uh, yeah, yes, uh, and mostly going back to it. anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, my favorite, my favorite. Like I always love every time you get the uh, the Black Lives Matters things was go out which is like a super important message you you just wait for it, and you, it it's like it, it's like if you said who wants a, who wants free five pounds you just wait for for the people to to start and like literally like black lives matter one two three mm-hmm. four all lives matter brilliant thank you yeah. thank you yes. thank you thank you well done well done You've thank seen you quite for... a bit of posting about that in terms of Yes, of course, all, all lives matter. <laughs> like essentially, <laughs> yes, of course. That's not the point. Yeah. The like the, read, read for room a little bit. <laughs> like, like, the, like, like the intention is fair. Yes, all lives matter. There's no doubt about that. But <laughs> it's you, you know when people say you know when people said the all all lives matter. That sounds like if someone if someone says to one of these people. Black Lives Matter. It's like they go, yes, 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 yes. I know. It's like, um, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit, my, it's a bit more favorite, than that. <laughs> yeah, my favorite thing I heard about all of this uh, was, and I think it's a really great analogy, right? <clears throat> if you imagine like everyone, well, I think it was like imagine everyone sitting at the table, yeah. and and like everyone goes like, Jimmy's hungry. Yes, but we're all hungry, and then everyone continues to eat, but Jimmy doesn't get to eat. Yes, correct. And it's like, it's like. <laughs> It, it's just so retarded it's so retarded it's like and then and then of course you know it, it, it you know it's like oh well yeah it's just an american thing yes they only have racism in america yes it's only that it's just, only in america <laughs> racism yes, does not exist anywhere else but america yes i mean that's 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 obviously true <laughs> obviously there's I mean, no all, racism all, all, all you need to do is think about that for about no, no second you don't even need to think about it for a whole <laughs> second to realize that that is complete toss don't get me wrong the one thing i will say about all of this is like virtue virtual signaling has hit an all-time high i mean there's there's this story of and i picked this up from the joe rogan podcast of 
like I think it was like a a, a tar- it might have been a Starbucks or a, tar- a Target in America. Anyway, there's a cut. There's like a group of white people spray painting Black Lives Matters on the side of a building, and oh. like this, this black woman goes up to them and goes, "Just why are you doing that? Yeah, What's what that? are you trying to achieve? Yeah, and it, it's yeah, the sad no, exactly, co-opting exactly. Why, of why are you doing that? Well, co-opting. Yeah. Co-opting an important message and doing graffiti because of it. Yeah. It's uh, like, uh, black lives matter, so I'm going to go and smash. Look, do you know what? For me, if if black people in America want to riot because, like, someone said to me, said, well, why they, why can't I not do it peacefully? I said, well, I've tried that for, like, 70 years. If not and longer. It's not longer. It's not much longer. But, yeah, in this modern kind of, like, Martin Luther King post-era, right? Mm-hmm. They've tried it for X amount of years. And, and being peaceful hasn't worked out that well. Just, and it just has. Can, can I can I go back to an even more maybe a slightly more personal version? When they say why can't they protest peacefully, uh, setting aside the fact that that has happened, um, it's a much more direct version of it. Was slavery peaceful? <laughs> it, um, it, it, do you need to ask any more questions? Yeah. <laughs> like like just. Yeah, why, I, I think, they, because they have been and you're clearly not paying attention to yeah, it and if you've got I, to I, ask why why if people have got to ask why have they not peacefully protested you haven't been paying attention to fact kind of missed <laughs> the point right correct and we've just it's existed for so long it's part of that like anyone of our age and, and older or whatever and then younger how how were you not aware of that <laughs> I mean, you're aware of TikTok or whatever. You're it's, not aware of that. So, so for me, right, I, I have, I, I fully, like, if you want to go and fucking burn down police stations because, you know. Well, we all, like, we all do. <laughs> you, you know, that, the message isn't getting across that it's just not okay to, like, kill someone with that. You know, it, you do what you want to do. What I don't need to see are middle class white blokes with dreadlocks rioting and smashing up shops and stealing nikes it's like no that's not rioting that's being a cunt right yeah it's just it's just taking advantage of, of yeah um, absolutely um like and again like, how and again how do people not know that <laughs> like yesterday know? like like there was pictures in london of people like throwing bricks at police horses oh my god it's like come oh on man god. like come on like that's horrid like i totally get like that shit is real over here as well right but uh, we also have to say at some point like you know we just as bad as 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 in systemic police racism is in the uk and it is bad america does trump us on that one no pun intended uh, yes somewhat <laughs> um apparently and uh, we'll like not to bang on go on about this for the whole podcast important how how it is um Apparently, this technique they they used on um, the guy that died, like George Floyd. George Floyd, yeah. Over there's something like, like it's been recorded as being used in one way or another for something like three hundred times over the past few years, and three fifths of those occurrences were on people of color. Right. So this isn't a one-off. This is no. something that's systemic as a way to bully and assault people. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah. So um, so we thought that, like, the best way to talk about this was to pick our favourite police movies. No, I'm joking. We obviously <laughs> have <laughs> Our favourite movies where black people are seated. <laughs> what? Our, <laughs> our favourite Spike Lee movies. That's the theme yes. for the day. Our favourite films where police assault black people. So there's colours, <laughs> there's do the right I mean, thing. Pretty much every, <laughs> every film of a cop. Right, most like, movies still, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so please. yeah, look, you know, it, it it's a real thing, and if you have to ask why, just don't. <laughs> just yeah. just don't. Yeah. Just don't. Well, if you need to ask why, you are absolutely part of the problem. Yeah. Ab- pick up a book, mm. and and just look. Right. Like, but do you know what? It always reminds me of my fate. One of my favorite Bill Hicks jokes is like, um, talk about the Rodney King riots, and he said, oh, you're like. I took off in I took off from LAX, landed in Australia, and picked up a newspaper at the airport, and it said something along the lines of, you know, um, LA burns. He's like, did I leave a cigarette somewhere? <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, yes. So anyway, um, let's start the podcast as we always start the podcast with a rant about topical affairs on a movie yes. podcast, and then let's move on to the films we have seen most recently. It's getting harder to find new films. I don't know. I'm I'm sort of right, I suppose. Like, I mean, you know, there is Netflixy stuff, but there's some other stuff around. Yeah. It's not. It's not a complete dirge. Like, I do. I do try to make a point the night before we're recording to watch a new film. Like, I do. Ooh. I do my best to find the newest film I can find. And um, what was this week, Ross? So this week's film, which was newestest, uh, was um, a DC animated film called Superman Red Sun. Oh, okay. Excellent. It's based on, well, maybe excellent's a bit too <laughs> fine. <laughs> it's based on the superb, though, uh, Mark Miller uh, uh, graphic novel or trade collection, however you want to call it these days, uh, where essentially Superman, baby baby Superman Kal-El actually lands in Mother Russia. And this is all back in the 40s. This is not set contemporary. So, you know, uh, becomes like height of Cold War in the 50s and all that stuff. Um, and the book is very good. It's quite dark, and it, and it, it takes what you would almost call the logical route of how he would have been used as a propaganda tool, you know, by Stalin and all of this stuff. You know, so it's kind of it's really interesting. Um, the animated film, much like a lot of the animated films that have been adapted from the more famous DC storylines, obviously doesn't go into as much depth as the book. Like they just they just generally don't like the Batman Hush. It's always like ninety. It's always like eighty minutes, aren't they? It's like yeah, <laughs> like eighty five minutes. I mean, to be fair, Red Sun isn't that long a book. But but still, um, but it covers it in pretty good detail. And I mean, there are significant differences, but that's all fine. I, I, I'm quite happy when they make some changes, to be honest, because otherwise you're just watching what you've read. <laughs> so um, and, and, and it's a comic book. So it's a comic book that gets made as an animated film. So the yeah, differences so aren't always that. It's like a moving comic book. So, so yeah. like, which is great, obviously, because it's almost the closest way you could adapt uh, a comic book into a moving form, you know. Um, but it's it's very good. The voice cast is fantastic. Uh, you've got uh, Jason Isaacs as Superman, which is interesting. Great choice. Because uh, obviously everyone's speaking in a Russian accent. <laughs> you know, all of that. Yeah. Kind of, you do have Americans in it, but you've got Diedrich Bader in it. And you, you've got a re- it's a really good voice cast. Um, and uh, it's really well done. I, I, excellent was a bit too high praise, but it was super good. <laughs> uh, and like again, 85 minutes really gets on with it. Uh, all, all of these DC animated films, to me, in general, are so much better than the live action films. Oh my god, Pop, they are—they're solid, right? Yeah, like, they're solid. They move like you don't—you're never bored. The uh, animation's not always great; it's a bit janky no, sometimes. 
I get, I agree with that. And, and in fact, Red Sun is one of those ones where the animation feels, with no disrespect, somewhat basic. But well, it's like, but, but, like, but it complements <laughs> the style. Does complement the storytelling? Yeah. Telling, but do like you remember, like, when they used to like ship animation off to, to China and it course, would get dubbed yeah. for those TV shows? It yeah. often feels like a better budget version. Of that. Now I watched Hush. I've watched yeah. most of them. I've, I've missed out on on the Superman ones. I, which, I, I don't know. Just Superman as a character, I just I've never loved him. I mean, I would say overall the Batman ones and the Justice League ones tend to be better than the Superman yeah. ones individually. But they're all perfectly entertaining. I mean, there is nothing. You you would sit there and go, cool. Um, but again, I, I don't know why they don't give the reins of whoever's producing these movies to live action. Because I agree. they obviously know what they're doing. The storytelling, the storytelling in all of the, like, like in the least good ones, if you like, are, are and they're all perfectly fine. Um, it's always more economical. It, it's uh, unfussy. You don't have what you would call, or at least you don't perceive what you would call big plot holes or anything like that. And the, and the action is, is generally clean and watchable. It is. Well, particularly in those Batman ones, the ones, particularly the um, Son of Batman, Batman and Robin, those ones that were like, uh, uh, which led to bad blood, there was like three or four. Yeah. Do you know my favourite one? Fighting, the fighting in those were fantastic. Like the actual fight choreo. Yeah. It was fantastic. Do you know my favourite one, of, I think, of all the animated mm. DC films was the uh, Batman, the 60s Batman reboot. Oh, it's very good. They've done a couple of them now. They did the Sea Face one with William Shatner as well. It's such a clever way of. I mean, obviously Adam West's no longer around, but mm. it was such a clever way to bring back some really loved characters. Yeah. Um, in a very interesting, specific style. Yeah. Um, it's really good. So, okay, cool. Um, so oh, sorry, just, just on that. Just sorry, sorry, just on that point before before I finish you off. Um, the ones that have been like, and I, I need to watch the second one, the Justice League Dark with Constantine. It's oh, like Swamp Thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, watch Justice League Dark. Do not let Emmy see it. It's very, very, very. It's it lives up to its name. <laughs> it's not for kids. Uh, and the sequel has just come out, Apocalypse, which I really need to. I really need to cool. watch it. Okay. Uh, I yeah. mean, it is. It is. It is. It, you will be shocked at how at what happens in that film. It's okay. very good. good. Very, very nice. good. Nice. Uh, so newest film I've seen. Uh, I watched Irish crime drama Calm with Horses. It was fine. I've like, not even heard of it. To be honest. Yeah, it, it's okay. I think I picked up from Kermode. I think he mentioned it on his show. Um, it's fine, right? It's it's another kind of like Irish crime drama. Um, mm. you know, low budget, felt a bit televisual. It was totally fine. Um, how about the older movie that you've seen? So I've like been. Older movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm going to mention, there's a couple of honourable mentions, only a couple, because I have been, in the last uh, couple of weeks, I've been kind of sort of zooming through uh, stuff for like, for like uh, how did this get made and the Action Boys podcast. So I'm trying to watch the films before, you know, listen okay. to the episodes and I've, I've got to do a lot of catching up and I'm, I'm not going to go through too many. Um, I will say, however, I watched The Rookie again recently, the Charlie uh-huh. Sheen film. Uh-huh. That is a fucking awesome film. And it's, it's shit. Like it's, oh, it's I think I think shite. the more I get, the more I realise how bad the film is. It's terrible, um, but however, it's great. How it is fucking great. It, it is, but the action is genuinely great. And that I mean, that's such a silly thing to to come back to. The second time that, that Charlie Sheen goes into that bar and fucks everyone up is fantastic. And the fight he has with the guy at his house when he drives his motorcycle into the house and gets that guy, like 
but the action sequences are genuinely thrilling. You forget Charlie Sheen was actually genuinely good at one point, right? He was really, he's really, really good at it. And him and Eastwood together, you go, why didn't they do something else? There's, I mean, I so, can't imagine they probably got on very well. But, who was it um, in, who was it in Heartbreak Ridge? Uh, that's Mario Van Peebles. And, and in fact, there's loads of people. There's loads. It's a, it's yeah, a whole team. It's Heartbreak whole Ridge was one of my favourite Eastwood films. It's a fun. I, it's fun, but it's not good actually. No, <laughs> like, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it's Again, it's like the rookie, right? Yeah, yeah, very similar around the same time, I think. So, and just a couple of other actual honourable mentions, not many. Um, so, I was introduced to a Disney film by Jenny, uh, partly from seeing the Disney sing along volume two. I don't know if you've seen the Disney sing along, the family sing alongs, <laughs> but the second one, they did the second one because the first one was obviously so successful. And they, they played this song. I was like, what is it? Like, how? And it was from a film called The Princess and the Frog from 2009. Okay. Never seen it. It is, it is utterly beautiful. It was their, as I understand it, if, if I remember this correctly, it was their first going back to like traditional animation after all yes, the CGI stuff. Yes, it was, yeah, yeah. It, it is absolutely beautiful. I can't believe I hadn't seen it. Like, You've changed, now. You've changed. <laughs> Honestly, and the, and the soundtrack, the jazz soundtrack. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Like, oh my goodness. Like, it really swept me away. Nice. I, I just I was in love with it. And then the the other honorable there's a bunch of others, I won't go into them, but the one I really want to go to very briefly, because it's been a long time since I've watched the film, and I fell in love with it again, is China O'Brien. <sighs> oh, I love yeah. China O'Brien. Yeah, China O'Brien, man. Like like it's very cheap <laughs> and it's somewhat ropey. <laughs> it is absolutely brilliant though. Like I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I don't think you can use the term somewhat cheap and somewhat ropey. I think well, you just have to say it's, it's cheap, cheap and ropey. It's cheap <laughs> and ropey if, we, if we're honest, um, and there are flaws and all of that. But what's interesting is because you watched Walking Tall recently. I mean, it's obviously a, a Cynthia Rothrock Walking Tall, essentially. Yeah, totally the same um, movie. It's absolutely that. Um, the music is still absolutely killer. I don't know how I I, I need to find the soundtrack to China O'Brien. Because the opening title where she's training her class mm. is just absolutely off. I mean, it's it probably me, been like 30 years since I've seen it. It's honestly, it, her, the stuff with her and Richard Norton together, it's like a really natural relationship. Uh, they did a bunch of films together. The fight scenes are spectacular, even if there are moments where they don't quite land. You know, there are moments. But the fights are still spectacular. There's a shot in the fight. In the, they have this massive fight in a gym, like uh, Cynthia and Richard against these whole bad guys who are trying to stop the, the election results coming in because she's being voted in as sheriff and stuff. And there's a shot, which was in the trailer, and everyone who's seen it knows it, where she basically flips um, like a pole up from her foot to her hand and does this amazing spinning around sequence. Yes. It's all in one take. And yeah, it's that one. fucking yeah. amazing. It's like... It's like... <laughs> like... I'm not kidding. It's arguably one of my favourite shots in all of martial arts cinema. Like, it's just something it's, about it that is absolutely. It was awesome. a great film, right? It was. A, it and, was a. Yeah. It was one of those yeah. films that you watch and you just kind of go, if it was made now, yeah, Cynthia Rothrock would would break out into oh, like yeah. mainstream. I'm amazed they haven't done it with like Gina Carano. Like, I'm amazed they haven't sort of done that film again. It, with, with someone probably, like nowadays they wouldn't though. nowadays you'd end up it'd end up getting made with fucking i don't know bloody bella thorne or some fucking uh, amber heard or something amber heard no it, yeah. absolute or ruby rose or something oh, like god, that yeah oh, my god you're right yeah. um i mean there are people out there that could do it but um so and the person we haven't mentioned yet at all is keith cook 
Keith unbelievable martial artist. Like, yeah. like you just go, what the fuck? Like, like, I remember all of it as I was watching it. It wasn't like I was going, this was something I hadn't seen, but he's absolute dynamite in it. Like, the character's really obvious. Yeah, he's a mysterious loner and all of that stuff. But he's absolute dynamite in it. And, and has some funny moments as well, which is cool. And then it takes you back to King of the Kickboxers as the, as the trailer prang, where he has this insane fight scene in, the, in that village. Like, it, it's just, I don't know if anyone watching it for the first time now would get it. Like, I don't know. People might just go, mm. do you know what it's I mean? It's of its time, right? It, it is. Uh, there was a nostalgia for it, to be fair, like the No Retreat, No Surrender films. But I had this insane grit, like I had a Richter's grit on my face <laughs> while watching it. So that was it's my, good. When I, so that was my order. <laughs> I'll just I'm gonna say I'm only gonna say the title of my most recent older film. Go and on. I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna talk about the film at all. I Go don't on. even know if you've seen it. But mm, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Yes. Oh. I I, I don't oh. Okay, I will say one thing about it. <laughs> it's, it's actually actually I'm gonna do it as a double bill. I watched it as a double bill. I watched the Great Wall. And Valerian oh God! What of... I, right, I've not right, seen that. Even right. I couldn't fucking bother with right. that shit. So the Great Wall and Valerian of the City of a Thousand Planets. Now here's the thing I will say about both films on the same day. That was brutal. They, I gave it a five they, out of ten. They, so I thought what, it was thoroughly forgettable. Do you mean Valerian or the Great Wall? Uh, Valerian. I've not even seen right. the Great Wall. So here's the thing. Neither of them are as bad as I've been led to believe. No, it's like, like, like not even close. Like, it's like John Carter. John yes. Carter is nowhere near. Or Tomorrow, uh, Tomorrowland with um, George Clooney. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that. I want to or the see World that. of Tomorrow, whatever it is. Like oh, none yeah, yeah. of them are as bad as you've been made out. And actually, Valerian no. has really good moments in it. Valerian has. Re- I mean, it's just, it is absolutely. It has Cara Delevingne, who I just. But here's the thing. And Shane DeHaan. Yeah, like, and Clive Owen is like. Yeah. Clive Owen is a bit... Literally he's, he's, the worst three people you could put in a movie for me. I've got to say that Clive Owen... Because I like Clive Owen, but I've only liked a few films that he's done specifically. Like Children of Men. I think he's amazing yeah. in Born oh, Identity. I mean, that goes like, amazing that. in Born but, but, but he, so he, and in, in, in Valerian, Clive Owen looks like he just wants to leave. Like there's no... Everything he's doing just like he just wants to leave. Um, Dane DeHaan... Yeah, right, now, this must have been a choice. I don't know if this has been covered anywhere. It must have been. He is literally doing Keanu Reeves's voice. Yeah. He's literally doing... I have no idea who came up with this. It's like they wanted Keanu Reeves and Keanu went, no. So they got like a young guy to do Keanu Reeves's voice. It's very strange. Ethan um, Hawke has a very strange cameo. But, but just getting very quickly to this. They're both not as bad as I thought they were. They yeah. are both visually beautiful. All Both of them. And I will say something about The Great Wall. Um, again, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. There are definitely problems. Damien! <laughs> right, well, no. So, somebody who I have not appreciated up until recently, whatsoever, because I've always found him kind of unmemorable. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get to it in a second. And in The Great Wall, it made me, it made me go, he's fucking amazing. Pad, uh, Pedro Pascal. I'm so like... So, The Mandalorian, and obviously, yeah. I'm good in Game of Thrones. But, he's, but like... The Mandalorian, right? It's like it could have been anyone. I it don't could know have been. It why they been. At, cast you are him. Right. No, no, you you are right. But there are definitely moments in the Mandalorian where performance is absolutely crucial. But do you not like, do you not think moments. do you not think that? I, so for me, like him when he takes off the mask and it's it's him and you, yes. you just kind of go, 
It's like when Adam Driver took off the mask. I know, in... that, 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 yeah, I agree. That, that like, literally, at that moment, I was just like... Doesn't matter. Yeah, like, no, I agree. I agree. You could There's put, no mystery there. There's no mystery. Do you, know, do you know who I wanted the Mandalorian to be? I wanted Frank Grillo. Oh uh, well, Grillo, or dare I say, Burnathall, or any of those yeah, guys. Like, but do you yeah. not think Frank Grillo, like physical performance? Yeah. Like, oh, it yeah, would have been I amazing. I can't deny it, but I do think that Pascal did a good job. And the more I see him in things now, and I was in the Great Wall, and this is not damning the faint face. <laughs> he's fucking brilliant. Like, 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 Damon is absolutely fine, by the way, except he does seven different oh, accents. Look, I love, I like, I love Matt Damon. I think he's great. But he does seven, I'm not joking, he does Russell Crowe. Remember Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe and Robin Hood, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, with mummy, Jackson. Was it? It's like, mate, if you can't, if you can't work out the accent, you're oh, yeah. fucking hearing shot. But, like, but, but, but in, in The Mummy, Russell Crowe, in each of his scenes, does five different accents in the yeah, same well, scene. He did that in Robin and Hood, and he did that yeah. in The Mummy, and it's like, what the fuck? What are you um, doing? So yeah. my, my big issue with Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets mm. is Cara Delevingne always looks like she's having a shit. She's, she's uh, always yes. got that pensive, yes. I need a poo look on her face, which I, I think, think she I, thinks yeah. is acting. I think the thing is, she's definitely a better, I've seen, uh, what was it, Paper, was it Paper City, Paper Town? She's so good in Paper Town. And she's, I've, def, I've seen her in a couple of things where she's <laughs> I, like, like no, no, she's good. I, she I think I watched, I think I watched this shortly after Suicide Squad, and I was just oh, like, no, I'm off that yeah, fucking train. Yeah, yeah, um, no, I don't blame you. I don't blame so, so, the film I watched last night, and I don't know if this was the right film to watch with my daughter, because mm. it's not the film I remember it being, but we watched the first Mission Impossible film. Oh, I love that. I, I love that film more and more every time I watch it. I disliked it more this time. I oh. think it's really slow. I think it's really janky. I think but the it is plot a slow is burn. fucking I mean, I, terrible. I, I genuinely think, though, that it's like a proper, proper, the more I watch it, and I, I don't know, let's just say I've seen it seven or eight times, max. It's about seven or eight times. I think it's this terrific, uh, I'll say, like, slow burn, cold, like, cold water. But it makes no sense. I don't I still, to this that. day, do not know why, like, why um, John Voigt taking the Bible from the Drake Hotel let Ethan Hawke know that he's a traitor because oh, right. he yeah. tells Ethan Hawke he was at the Drake motel. Right. So, yeah. and then they go to a safe house, which they've all been to. Well, why would the, I, I don't get why that is the big, uh, it's really slow. It's like, and like, it's a bit janky. They're like, the, it's dated really badly because of the technology. And every time they got out a floppy disk, I fucking giggled oh, my ass off. To me, that just lends it back to being more of a cold war. But it's like, fine. You know, it, yeah. It's not a shit film. There's no action in it at all. Yeah, but, I, but again, that's what I mean. It's not an action film. It's a, it's literally a spy thriller. It's well, not action moments. <laughs> action moments in it, but it's not an action. Really film. though, even the, yeah, the famous the famous kind of dropping down thing isn't like like i watched sneakers like yeah, a couple of weeks ago and sneakers is a much better spy cold war film oh than i love oh i love i love sneakers but no i think i think that thought sequence holds up really well and i think um <laughs> um the bit in the restaurant when he's identifying everybody and then does the uh that's cool. he's got some really cool moments he's also very badly acted like, i don't think that's true like Emmanuel Burt is so ridiculously weak in that film. Literally, know. everything she that. does is like this, and she talks like this all the way through the film, and there's no power to her. Another. I don't know. I don't feel that. And then um, Tom Cruise is like, I mean, 
Brian De Palma blatantly said to Tom Cruise, right, Tom, if you could, you're, you're giving it an 11 and what I really need it to be is a 12. Um, and he has some great lines and he delivered, but, but so Mission Impossible is the best film that was ever designed to be a trailer. Like the trailer for Mission Impossible is outstanding. Oh, red because, light, green, red light, green light. Red light, green. You haven't seen me very upset. <laughs> it's just like, I, love, I love all that stuff. It's it's brilliant, but it's a brilliant trailer. Stuff. It's just a bit of a dull film in place. Ah, I don't see it. I absolutely love it. I love Max in it. I, I, I really, I think it's great. I, I genuinely it's, like it more every time I watch it. But the story, the worst thing of all is the story makes no fucking sense. I've never really bothered about that. <laughs> I just like it. But if the story doesn't make sense and there's no action in it, all you're left with is some relatively janky performances. And even John Boyd's terrible in it. I love this is John Boyd around the Anaconda type. Yeah, that's true. I love I love the um the fight the bit where the firemen going into the Pentagon and stuff. I just love all that stuff. It's brilliant. But it's but like even that, right, when you look at it and you go, Hold hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you just basically let three unescorted firemen into a building for no reason whatsoever and then you well, it's not, then no, no, it's not, no there's not no reason they call they, they make a call they call the fire service but like the um the thing yeah no that's a totally smoke, tech, smoke alarm goes so you just check the smoke alarm and go well there's nothing wrong in that room and it's no it happens to be in a, like, like the room that, the room where the alarm goes off is the store cupboard next to the incredibly secret room <laughs> it's like basically it's like three firemen walk into the pentagon yeah. completely un unprotected un, unlooked after unescorted they're left alone and, and you're just like i just what? Love i think i think things you could question any part of it and i, I just love it but that's the point right if, so if, you, if you take away the action you take away the performances you take away the story you're less scores with, scores fantastic score is and fantastic what about, what about the bit what about, i love the bit of the interrogation at the beginning i love the actual makeup like rather than the mask masks yeah the makeup on him as a senator is fantastic i love the sequence where we're seeing well, it from his perspective in that party the senator thing the moment it cuts to like the senator on tv and his yeah. voice is basically tom cruise not yeah, even doing like, no, not even I doing like, an accent no, it's, like, he's the like, same no, voice as he no, no 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 he doesn't no 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 he has a southern he does a southern yeah but only fine. slightly it's and sounds exactly like tom cruise it's clever it's clever though it's fine there's nothing wrong with that but i like i like that because it's it's that is actually more more believable you know than them making than them making these insane which I has, love making these insane masks that make them the same it is, height but, and weight. But as differentiate the character so it doesn't look like it's Tom Cruise there and there. the the problem is right and it, I think the biggest issue is is it highlights something I've always said that De Palma as a director is quite overrated. Yeah, I, it's not it's not De Palma's best film by any means. But and I think as a, as a as a big, I, I really like it. I, there's nothing, but I, I'm not seeing it. I can't go. I don't like it. So I, really like it. I definitely think everyone like they get better as they go on. Oh well, I mean, two is almost a step down. Although there are bits of two that are fucking amazing. There are bits of two that are amazing. But I think from three onwards is where it really gets hot. Yeah, it's like Fast and Furious, right? So one's yeah. a fine film for what it was. Two was. Yeah. A weak sequel three oh, was two. No, hang on, whoa, 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 whoa. Too fast, too furious is one of the greatest modern cinematic works. <laughs> too fast, too serious is <laughs> too not fast, only is too it, is serious. Not only just... is it gay, not only is it 
two like it's it's gayer than commando which was previously <laughs> thought impossible um <laughs> like like the, the the bit where i mean tyrese obviously wants to fuck paul walker in that movie so obviously like so obviously they, they both want to fuck like wildcat so they wrestle <laughs> a lot like no, 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 no. it's too fast and furious is easily one of the best films ever made of any type. Oh, hold on. Oh, how does it rate on the? Uh... Look, but it didn't look. But it didn't make directors Fortnite in can blows my mind. <laughs> as an art house, uh, as an art house like absolutely. How does it rate on the uh, Showdown Little Tokyo scale of game nothing movie? Beach, nothing beats Showdown Little Tokyo. Well, same director as Commando. But even, 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 like, even Bennett in Commando looks at that film and goes, That's gay. Yeah, that's pretty gay. gay. <laughs> that's, that's pretty gay. In fact, the nine guys sucking off seven guys looked at, um, looked at Shadow Little Tokyo and said, That's pretty gay. <laughs> but blue is the warmest color looks at showdown little tokyo and goes, <laughs> that's, that's a game <laughs> that's a pretty game guys that's no, i'm not complaining it's wonderful hey, it's, it's what makes it wonderful it's what it, you have the biggest dick i've seen other man it's still my i saw like, you i saw you stripped down for that hot tub i'd be scared too which is like which is like that's oh, he's peeping first of all Bradley lee is peeping at dolph lundgren and looking at his dick. I'm not that's, even embarrassed I mean, that's, about that's, it. No, that's no, that's fine. Yeah, he's look. I look. Be 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 proud of who you are. Lean into it. But 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 not only was he peeping at his dick, he. I'm trying to get this right. He sees a man's dick, and then imagines himself as a woman, and <laughs> and and then fears the damage that that penis could do to her. <laughs> like 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 that's levels of script writing that I can't. I can't like to to fully form that it's, character it's, as a writer. Right, it's, like, it's extraordinary. Like, you want to put that against an Oscar-winning screenplay because That's, for your consideration, show yeah, for your consideration, the, the, the Academy Award for best screenplay goes to Fear of a Dick. Showdown I mean, Tokyo. Showdown Little Tokyo. <laughs> Fear of a Dick. It's like, not, just, not just not just that's an impressive dick. That's not that's impressive. <clears throat> or, or or jealousy of dick like that's dick, like i'm jealous of your big dick which yeah. given given that he's asian american that's a really odd stereotype but you shouldn't really go anywhere near <laughs> so that's just that's just not fair that's that's a bit mean um but then brandon said it so i, I don't know there's all of that and, and then but it's not <clears throat> it's not jealousy or whatever it's fear <laughs> uh, on behalf of a woman so I, I don't know what kind of advocacy group. I think, I think it's because Tia Carrera is she's quite it's quite thin, right? She's quite toned. Oh, there's no way he wouldn't have split her in three. I, but that's I mean, just it would not go well. How the hell no. have we gone from Lives Matter to this? <laughs> it's because I'm feeling horny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just I've said it before. I'll say it again. I want to be. I w- I'd love to have been on set with Brandon Lee delivering that line. <laughs> Got the biggest dick I've ever seen on a, say, on a man. Say, but it's like not just you've got the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man. On a man. On a man. It's like you know, I mean that's gay. encouraging. When you think layers. about it, that's encu- that's encouraging. But it's also <laughs> layers as well, right? Because it's well, like is he, well, is he referring to men and then he, she, women, transgender people? Or is he referring to like dicks that he's seen on animals? This like is my a blue, so, like a blue whale, like a blue whale. I reckon or, Brandon Lee his character, I reckon he's 
like we're talking like I reckon Brandon Lee must have gone into great depth here. He he drew this character up and went, hey, my character, he's got real interest in nature. Nature's document. <laughs> Biology. <laughs> Did he but, did he go so far as to peep on Dolph Lundgren for real? Yes. Well, oh, I'm sure. I was yes. going to say we'll never know, but I guess. 100%. That line was delivered. You know, I'd be scared to. Commit, that line commit, was delivered. Commitment. 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 There is yeah, no yeah. way. There is no way you could deliver a line like that without that level of commitment. Without real knowledge and yes, I I, I completely agree. It's, I, just, I will say, if I'd have been on that set with Random Lee, um, and if I was Mark Lester, the director, who I respect greatly. Um, the only note I'd have given to Brandon on his next take would have been look hungrier L- look more hungry if I was programming hungrier. Prince Charles my triple bill would go show commando I'll show no no hang on show down a little Tokyo. No, you, no, you then, got then, 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 then show down a little Tokyo. No, you got no. And then show down a little Tokyo. Yeah, obviously, but like my 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 triple bill would be, and we're building here, so there's layers. Commando. Yeah, of course. Tango and Cash. Yes, very good, very good. Leading to show down a little Tokyo because you've got gay, gayer, gayest. And then, I do think you should put the legacy film of Too Fast, Too Furious after that. <laughs> So we were going to talk about TV, but we've actually run out of time. So um, <laughs> so I'm just going to give a shout out for three shows that I've been watching um, over lockdown. So we've started watching Brassic. Oh, I've heard it's very good. I've not seen it. Yeah. But what Brassic is, is a modern day version of Lockstock, the TV series. Oh, Lockstock, the whole lot, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Was, so I, yeah. so last night I, I showed Zoe ten minutes of Lockstock and Four Stolen Hooves, the first episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, "This is really good." So we're going to watch it properly at some point because it's basically the same show. I've got right? the DVD. I've got, I've got the Lockstock TV show DVD. I seem to recall the first one because it was feature length. The first one. Yeah. And then the others are the same story. It was literally the lads are in trouble. Yeah. And and <laughs> do you know what? That's what Brassic is. But I remember oh, okay. we were like the only two people in the whole country that liked the, the Lockstock TV show. Yeah, like, it was fun. It was good. It was also the first TV show in the UK to use the word cunt on network television. Ah, oh, I didn't remember that. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so so we watched. So we're gonna watch that. We we tried to watch First Team, the new series from. Um, um, yeah, I watched the first episode of that. Yeah, and I think many people watched the first episode. And then didn't bother because the second episode just we gave up after five minutes. I'm sorry, it's just not uh, fun. I've got that to watch, and I was like, I, I don't know. Hunters, uh, the Amazon oh. not Hunters do- uh, documentary. <laughs> it's not a documentary at all. <laughs> you mean the Alpha Cheap? Yeah, it was a full on documentary. Yeah, uh, we're two episodes in, and it's really interesting. I'm liking I love it. Hunters. It gets it's, it gets progressively more batshit. I, I mean, the like it stuff, goes fucking crazy. It goes fucking crazy. The second was well. The second episode's got that great scene where they, like the movie poster stuff. Or was that the first one? Might be the first one. But it's it's like it's really it's really it's, fun's not the right word, right? But it's mental. Um, it's pulp, it's pulp, I think it's pulpy <clears throat> entertainment. Yeah. Uh, obviously, carrying on watching The Sopranos, still brilliant. Um, and another shout out for season five of Billions. It's my favourite show on TV at the moment because it's just so utterly ridiculous. Is it Giamatti? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Have you not watched any of Billy? No, I've, I've never seen it. It's got Maggie Siff from um, uh, Sons of Anarchy. It's got oh, Damien yeah. Lewis uh, yes, from 
Homeland no, and Kimati. And it's yeah. it's it's basically the Wolf of Wall Street TV show. Okay. With like the perspective of the lawyer that's trying to stop. But the, and here's the challenge, and we've discussed this many times before. I have a real issue with these TV shows because I find it really hard not to root for the guy that you shouldn't root for. <laughs> That's usually uh, the best thing about TV because you develop the characters. Yeah, but <coughs> it's like, like, like in a small part, like, you know, like I've always kind of like, Ooh, Wolf of Wall Street, not a bad guy. Um, I actually, do you know what? I'm going to make a confession here. I've started listening to the Jordan Belfort podcast. Oh, dear. Just because it's <clears> so brilliant. It's almost like a parody podcast. You put like half an hour on of it on it, and you're just like, "This is actually." If someone wrote this as a as a parody podcast, it would be right. considered to be genius. Mm. But I know your feelings on him, so we won't go. Into I that. don't think he should be allowed to exist as a person. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, so that's what I've been watching on TV. So um, you know, some good stuff, some great stuff, and first team. Mm, yeah, I'm going to try the second episode, but. Uh... Yeah, not... ten minutes. I think I think the problem is, is that you don't like it. Like even our protagonist, the American guy, like he just—he's that character who just like you don't like him. Like like he's just—he's so constantly trying. You know, he keeps trying, like trying, trying, trying. The bit when he has that in the first episode where he's talking to the manager about why he hired him, like why did he hire him, and he just keeps saying and saying, and it's like shut up, stop talking. Someone tell him to shut up. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you don't feel good for him. You don't want him to succeed. You're just like, stop talking, please. Which yeah. could, be said about, could be said about me. But like, like he just he's not a sympathetic lead character. And then you meet all the wankers in, like all the other members of the team who are all wankers. And you just go, you just go, like, I mean, I know that some of it's probably very realistic, quite honestly, like in terms of what a young, moneyed morons like. But but, but the film. It sounds weird. The TV show doesn't sort of. Mm, I might be saying this slightly the wrong way. It doesn't judge them. It just just they're more they're literally yeah. morons. And you you got away with it in the in betweeners because like that's what yes. teenage boys are like. They're exactly. horny idiots. And you you would relate. You couldn't. Well, I say you. Generally, you can relate to the in between the kids. Yeah. You, uh, generally, you can relate to them. Like they're they're not. Like, everyone, they're knows not they're not, everyone knows a Jay. Everyone knows a Will. Yeah. Everyone knows a yeah. Neil. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Like, but the foot, yeah, first team, I, I'm just, I just watch it and I'm just like, you're a dick, you're a dick, and you're an idiot. Yeah. Brilliant. And smarmy and, people. And they, they, the, the, the biggest crime of all, they forgot to put jokes in it. Well, yeah, I mean, but it, but it's not always forgot to put jokes, it's just, it's just, like, what will our next doing in it, I don't understand at all. Like, I don't, I presume he does one scene an episode or something, or two scenes an episode or something. Um. And it does. It feels really forced. And then, but the jokes are sort of like the American guy just talking and talking and talking. Or then there's the bit where uh, the guy, the, the footballer, gets out of that ticket by inviting the two cops, but of course they sit between him and the girl. Do you know what I mean? You just sort of go, what, is this supposed to be? What is? Do you know what I mean? Like you just sit there going, like, eh. like I like the idea. The idea is fine. It's a, it's a reasonably solid idea. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a bit like shooting fish in a barrel, right? It's like the problem is is that you could pick any one of thirty 
other sitcomy comedy shows right now, and they're all so much better. Yeah. Like, and, and I don't want to just not give a show a chance, but immediately they are all so much better. Well, it's like, like I don't know if you've ever watched White Gold. Uh, yeah, I watched the first series. My mate James is in the second series, mate, James Fisher. Yeah, and it's, it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, a, right. it's a good kind of in between. Set in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And like the whole double glazing business is a great, yes. it's a great concept. It's a great premise. Mm. The football one is just like, you're mocking something that is almost above mockery. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, on the subject of that, though, and we'll end with this one, but um, I watched Peter Kraut save summer, the summer last night. I couldn't quite understand, because you put a post, I was like, Crouchy saves... Crouchy. Oh, it's Crouchy. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't understand the post. <clears throat> it was oddly genius. <clears throat> okay, I don't know it's what it like, is. Yeah, it's it's basically um it's basically a uh like a TV show with Peter Crouch and friends, right? Okay. And it's a bit football related, but it's it's just it's really funny. And Peter Crouch is actually quite a charming bloke. He's a bit of an idiot, but he's a charming bloke. And it's like like it genuinely was an entertaining show. And I was just like, yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> For a Saturday afternoon show, I turned it on just completely by accident, and it was genuinely quite funny. So there you go. Anything you've been watching of note on TV that's of interest? <clears throat> uh, be, uh, a few things. I'll be watching Space Force, which I quite like. Okay. I, yeah. I've heard such mixed reviews. I kind of haven't yeah, bothered. Yeah, I, I can see that it's mixed reviews, but the cast is incredible. You know, you've got Carell, you've got Malkovich, you've got Jimmy O. Yang, you've got uh, Diane Silvers from uh, Ma, you know, the lead girl in Ma. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's brilliant. Plays Carell's daughter. Um, you've got loads of people in it, actually. And Noah Emmerich. You've got a re- so the cast are great. It's the, the episodes are very short and sweet. Um, there are some slightly inspiring bits in it. There's this great episode where they sort of have to do war games because the whole idea is that Space Force has been taken out of the Air Force, uh, and the Air Force guy is really bitter about it. Uh, Noah Emmerich. Uh, so they have this kind of like almost like a paint like it's like a paintball like a laser tag tournament thing with you know stuff like that and it's like it's 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 fun it's really well made is it dizzying heights not really but it's genuinely very enjoyable like i've gone through a handful of episodes very very quick like very quickly yeah sort of thing. um and so i'll definitely watch it all um I'll, I'll give it like uh you know if we're doing out of 10 i'd give it like a, a solid six six point five to seven at the moment like it's definitely worth watching like i wouldn't say so i, I didn't see it i have heard mixed reviews as well um, I think that people were probably expecting. This is just my guess. We're sort of expecting the Office, that Space Force, like a doc, like the docu style. Thing. Yes. And it isn't that at all. It is a straight single camera comedy sort of thing. Um, and and it's not always comedy. There are certain dramatic bits in it too. So um, there's this amazing bit where about I think was it the first episode? It was, no, it might be the second episode where they they successfully <laughs> do a launch at the end of the first episode, uh, and then like the uh, two well, two important parts of the satellite basically break away in space, and the only way they can fix it is there was a uh, just before they launched there was another like experiment launched which has a dog and a chimp on the on the like on a space like a small space station if you like uh, doing experiments you know and all that and, you know like and it, the chimp can speak sign language and stuff and they have to get the chimp to fix the space. <laughs> that thing and it's fucking funny <laughs> that was because it is absurd like it's beyond absurd you know um so i i i think it's 
genuinely funny. I've laughed every episode a bunch of times. Um, I can absolutely see why it would get mixed reviews, if that makes sense. But for me, such a such a top rate cast, like such, such a Dan, is it Dan Backerman from Veep? Is, it, is that his name? Dan, I think yeah, Dan yeah, yeah. He's brilliant in it. Like, like so, you know, it's. A, I bet he plays uh, the exact same role because he's similar. in play he's every single thing he does. He's a dick for sure, but like, but it is like you've got that top flight of cast in it. Do you know what I'm getting at? So yeah, it's it's absolutely fully engaging uh, and funny and stuff. I can see why it would get mixed reviews though. I, I recommend it. I would absolutely just say watch it because I'm I'll, I'll probably finish it in the next few days. Oh, well, the other thing I've been watching, I've mostly been watching comedy rather than drama to be honest, because I think we've all had enough drama. But two two other things very quickly. First one is I've watched. I don't know if it's finished yet, but I've watched everything so far on season two of What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. Is- Fucking excellent. I watched it over a day and a half. Just woof. Still, um, still haven't it's, started. Still haven't bothered. It's so much better for the film. It's <laughs> so much. Because I remember saying, when I watched the film, I remember saying, I think this would be better as a TV show. I really did. I was like, this would be so much better as a TV show. And in my opinion, in it, the first, I do want to watch the film again because it's been a while, you know, bit of a Taika Waititi fan now and all of that stuff. But I just remember it just, it just didn't seem to fit the format. Um, anyway, but that's, that's that. But I, it's, Fuck it. I think it's fucking great. Matt Berry, it's mostly an English cast, which is fascinating. You've got Kay Van Novak, Matt Berry, um, uh, Jamie, uh, what's her name? Is it Natasha Dimitrio, uh, Jamie Dimitrio's sister, who's fucking excellent. Um, and it is mostly an English cast, which is just interesting to me for an HBO show. Uh, and, um, uh, oh, so, 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 going back in time, I recently got the very recently released like i think it came out about six seven weeks ago now um the, the full blu-ray collection fully remastered and all that jazz of the professionals yeah i've been watching you watching it well not watching oh you my, watching it that oh my oh my god <laughs> just watching me intently as i watch the episode hello so ross you're just just staring at my eyes as i'm watching the show that'd be amazing it is and jenny's been watching someone with me as well it's fucking fantastic like the I, professionals like you know, I mean, 19, was it, 1977 <clears throat> to 1982 or 83, I think. Um, 57 episodes in all. It was all shot on film. So, and they've been fully re- Like, they look like they were shot yesterday, except for all the period trappings, you know. Uh, and, yeah. it's four, and it's in 4-3. Um, it is fucking phenomenal. Like, like, Bodie and Doyle. Oh, my God. Like, it's been a... It's- been a been a minute since i've watched that i have to be honest uh, mate honestly some of them are directed by martin campbell and oh wow close, and holy shit there's an episode called man without a past the action is just like the way campbell edits or directs the edit or whatever and the way you see the action and the the, the acting everything is better than martin campbell episodes the other episodes are great though there's nothing wrong with like, I mean, you, the, the worst you can say about any of the episodes is their standard good entertaining. Like, that's that's the worst you can say. Um, Gordon Jackson is cowardly. Fuck me. Like, the di- I, I as a kid, I know I saw some as a kid. I, I must have done. I must have seen some. Yeah. And I, I really don't remember a lot. I remember thinking it was all right. I never really had any passion for it or anything. Um, like, 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 fucking Collins should have been James Bond. There's no doubt in my mind. There's all, yeah, and I love Who Dares Wins and all that stuff. Um, it is a fucking amazing show. Like, like it's very wrong in play. It's very politically incorrect. Um, uh, Bodhi is a fucking racist, which is, <laughs> there's an episode which deals with it about the clan, 
about the, the UK Klux Klan, wow. which is fucking terrifying. Um, and he is, I mean, by the end of it, he's like a reform, like, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit pat how he gets reformed. Yeah. But, but and by the way, he's a good guy. He's not an evil racist. He just, he's prejudiced. That's all. And we'd be lying if he said most of us aren't prejudiced in some way. But, but it really hits it hard. Like it, um, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not preachy. It doesn't hit you over the head. But fuck me, is it direct? Like it's really direct. Oh, um, interesting. I, like not something I ever would have thought about revisiting. But um, honestly, I'm excited every time I watch it. So Ross, where can our wonderful audience find out more about you? Uh, all the socials on at Ross Boyask. Uh, please also follow at Evo Films UK for the Evolutionary Films social media. Yes, we're going to do something on on um, Vengeance, aren't we? Coming up soon-ish. Yes, at, July, at I think. Yes, at Vengeance Film UK for the Vengeance franchise. Uh, I Am Vengeance Retaliation comes out in the States on June the 19th. It comes out here in July. And yes, we'll do an episode for sure. Uh, uh, we, might, we might want to consider recording it earlier. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Because and, getting um, people together and stuff. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I'm very much expecting a high level of, of guest star for that one. Yeah, that's what I mean. We may need to figure out a date. <laughs> like, uh, like, like if in it's, the next couple of it, weeks, ideally. If yeah. you're not bringing me um, Stu and, and Vinnie Jones, then it's, it's not <laughs> happening. Right? I love the idea if I can wrangle Vinnie Jones into a podcast. Yeah, you? I know. <laughs> sure. you imagine? Like, just Vin, imagine, a Vin. Si- imagine a silence. Like, Vin. <laughs> Vinnie, Vin, you haven't replied, Vinnie. Vin? 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 Vin. Vin. Can you imagine me calling him Vin? That'd be a Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Um, yeah. So, but it's it's all getting quite exciting. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, obviously, I was a fan of the first one, so that oh. helps. Oh, you know, it was alright. <laughs> No, it's good. Uh, so www.philscrickreview.co.uk uh, on Twitter, uh, Phil Quick Review, and on Instagram, Ross and Phil Talk Movies. We will be back at some point. We've also got, uh, hoping to wrangle an interview with um, some other film directors coming up soon. Yes, as well. absolutely. So uh, we'll be back. Uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review on iTunes and everything else. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Stay safe, people. Stay safe.